I'm sorry. But I don't want to be a, an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. One another, 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 another. Die with the brow. I was often overlooked. I'm facing the crowd. And I just want to know the king. So cry out loud. And I don't need to have a name. I'm just another cry in the wild. I don't want to be king or die with the brow. I was hoping to overlook the face in the crowd. And I just want to know the king, so I'm crying out loud. And I don't need to have a name, just another cry in the wild. And I don't want to be king or die with the brow. I was hoping to overlook the face in the Mercy, I am not deserving. My purpose is for ministry, and ministry is serving. Like a VO, any row, and infinitely searching. I'm just trying to stop my brothers and sisters from swerving. In the wilderness, preaching to the wild. Speaking from the spirit, I ain't preaching from a style. Bears all around, you can hear them when they growl. But fear disappears when the spirit is around. Speaking from a scripture to a tiger with his mouth. Wide open teeth showing, but that's only how he smiles. We often judge a book by the cover being bound. Blinded by the cover, but the spirit it surrounds. And seeking for deliverance, descending from the clouds. All it needs is a seed to be risen from the ground. We believe what we see, but we seeking what I sight. Turn away those in the darkness who could be leading the light. Die with the crowd. I was only overlooked, just another face in the crowd. And I just wanna know the king, so I'm crying out loud. And I don't need to have a name, just another cry in the wild. And I don't wanna be king, die with the crowd. I was only overlooked, just another face in the crowd. Pastor Charles Russell, you're now tuned in to Cries in the Wild podcast. Today we got an awesome topic, something that I really feel is dear to me. I wanted to talk about the position of the husband and his role and how integral it is in the family and um, where he should be and where he is not in the modern day times. Um, it's called the healthy head is what I'm talking about here. I'm drawing that from 1 Corinthians uh, 11. But what we're going to do is we're going to start off in chapter 3 of Genesis and we're going to look at a familiar story that everybody's uh, familiar with and we're going to dig into why it is so important and vital that the man is in his rightful role not just physically but spiritually as the head um, we see you know the story about the temptation of Eve in the Garden of Eden what I really want to key out and we're going to dig into this right now is where was Adam now the speculation is most people would say that Adam 
was present sometimes. And a drawing from Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 when it reads, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Now the key about this I wanted to point out to somebody is just because in this one verse it goes from saying that the woman ate and gave to her husband who was with her does not necessarily indicate that all of this happened chronologically that fast. That while the serpent was beguiling her that Adam was present because my question to them would be if Adam was present and he's the head and God gave him the direct commandment to not eat of the fruit from the knowledge of good and evil then why didn't he step in and say anything? No, he was not there. And if he even was there physically in the vicinity, he wasn't there spiritually. It was his role to be the protector and the guider and to have headship. So why didn't he intervene if he was present? So don't make a speculation or an inference from verse uh, chapter 3, verse 6 and state that he was there because it says that he was with her. That could have been after she was beguiled by the serpent and the serpent had left and she ate the fruit and took it to her husband point blank period regardless his role spiritually he did not fulfill and the reason why i want to draw from this today is because the same thing is happening today in most families in our community is that the husband the man is not playing his rightful role even if he is present physically in the household he's not playing his role spiritually in the household as the head the leader one thing about the human body is the human body cannot operate if the head is not sound if the head is not healthy the whole body is corrupt the, the limbs don't work anymore you go into what you call a spasmodic mode when you have a problem in your brain you begin to have seizure like symptoms you can't operate right if you ever got hit in your head hard enough you begin to walk dizzy so what I'm telling you is a lot of the curses in these households and over these families is because the man is not the healthy head in the household and that stems from him not having his head which is Christ because the head of every man is Christ and the head of every woman is man and the head of Christ is God there is a an order to everything God the man then the woman but if the man head ain't hooked up to Christ then his head ain't right therefore he can't lead the family right so what's happening in a lot of our homes and why a lot of children are being raised without fathers or having fathers in the home but not having a good leadership role is because that father is not linked up to the supreme head which is Jesus Christ and it all trickles down from there. When you have an unhealthy head, it's just like in a church. When your pastor's unhealthy and it's not spiritually right and holy, then the whole church suffers because he is standing in as the co-shepherd of that flock. So the same thing takes place in the home when the husband's not right and fulfilling his rightful role and he's not present spiritually or physically, then the whole family suffers. We're gonna take a small break. We're gonna go into a song here cries in the wild it's called a cry in the wild it's something i wrote a long time ago talking about the need to go out there and do more evangelism so we're going to take a small break and we're going to come back and dig into this topic a little bit more stay tuned with us god bless you praise the lord and we're back welcome back to cries in the wild podcast i want to draw continuing off of our last discussion about the man being the healthy head and what a healthy head is biblically speaking the rightful role of the husband in the household I want to draw from 1 Corinthians 11 and briefly just read verses 3 
well, verses 3, 8, and 9. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3 says, But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Going on to verse 8 says, For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. This is just to show you that the head of the woman is man and the head of man should be Christ. That's if the man that you're married to and the man is standing in your household is saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the issue a lot of times. Um, people jump into marriages and they're unequally yoked. I think it's highly important that you both be married to Christ before you be married to each other. Because one thing about it is when Christ is at the epicenter of your relationship and your marriage and everything is healthy from there because your husband is hooked up to the right mainframe. He is the right hard drive and he's going to be led and his steps are going to be ordered by God if he's obedient. Therefore, now he can properly lead the household. See, that's why God set everything up with his divine order so that the husband would get his guidance from God and then give that guidance to his family. The same way Moses got his guidance from God and delivered that guidance through the Mosaic law to the people of Israel see God has a, a very mysterious but very orderly way of doing things and we should not question his will what's happening in modern-day families is that the father is either not present physically through incarceration or death especially in the black community or he is not present spiritually meaning that he's in the household but he's not doing anything he's present but not effective he's there but not assisting in the family role and that's why it's so important that the husband be connected to the true head which is Jesus Christ one of the next verses that I really want to pull up um, that is com commonly quoted when we talk about the marital roles um, is in Ephesians chapter 5 uh, starting at verse 22 we talk a lot about what the wives are responsible for it's very popular to talk about that but we very rarely discuss the extreme responsibility that the man has and actually I'll start it Ephesians chapter 5 verse 21 it says submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body therefore as the church is subject unto Christ so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything husbands this is what we need to get into. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. This is what I want to talk about. Husbands, your role is great. It says you need to love your wives, even as Christ loved the church. Let's talk about that quickly. Christ loved the church so much that he gave his own body for it. He purchased it with his own blood. He sacrificed for it. He put it above his own needs and concerns. He loved it that much that it was unconditional. It wasn't predicated upon the church loving him back. He loved them enough that he would shed his own precious blood on Calvary for him. Do you know the responsibility of your role towards your wife? And I'm speaking to myself as well. We got to love our wives so much that we be long suffering. We be forbearing with them. We be patient and kind with them. We love them even when they're disobedient. See, one thing about the marital roles in Ephesians 5.20, it wasn't an if factor there, meaning there was no conditions for neither party. It didn't say, wives, submit to your husbands if he loves you like Christ loved the church. And it didn't say, husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church if your wives submit see once you get into that marriage God honors it even if you went into it the wrong way if it's done and you go and stand before God and you make an oath and a covenant with your significant other God honors that and one thing about it is is you made that choice to 
tie that knot with that person and make that covenant. So now you have to deal with it. So even no matter what they do, you still have to fulfill your role. It's not conditional or predicated upon the other party fulfilling their part of the contract, so to speak. You have to do that. And husbands, when you say that you love your wives as Christ loved the church, then you better fulfill that role and step up to it. You better put their needs above your own. When you want to fornicate, cheat, or lust, you better think about loving your wives and putting them over yourselves and your own fleshly desires. This is something I'm saying to myself and everybody. We must be extremely careful because we have a role that we have to play. And that's why our our sons are being raised without good fathers and our daughters are being raised without godly examples of a good father. God bless you today and may this word um, edify you. Praise the Lord.